I am so happy to be here. Welcome to Sunday Morning with Harriet Kamek. Uh, it's the show in which we talk about how great our lives are and how to inspire you to keep you going for the next seven days, right? Right? Today is Sunday, and it's the Sunday before we memorialize and commemorate 9-11. Anybody remembers 9-11? So today is the 8th. And in a couple of days, three days from now, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it will be 9-11. So there are a couple of things planned for this week. I know there are many things planned. Participate in whatever those things are, wherever they are in your area, okay? So here in Metro Detroit, there'll be a few. I think I'm going to one. Of all the things that are going on, I'm doing just one. <laughs> and I'm doing it the day before 9-11. Because that's someday that we need to take the time out to commemorate and memorialize those who lost their lives. There were a lot of people who lost their lives in, during 9-11. Let's just be clear. There were several people who lost their lives. There Because there were different... Uh, buildings, there were different offices in those two towers that went down, and there were a lot of people, and perhaps even today, a lot of people have gone unaccountable, right? It's something that we don't talk about much, but the immigration offices were in that building. Who knows how many people were in that building? They never talked about it because the government never talked about it because nobody wanted to talk about it. So it was still an event that happened. I distinctly remember where I was got a phone call that I needed to turn my TV on and watch what was happening in New York. And I remember exactly what happened, right? So this is the Sunday before. So you're tuned in to Sunday morning with Harriet Kamek. And uh, as we go along, there are a couple of things that we're going to share. Uh, I wanted to uh, talk about the fact that you can also join our broadcast. Our broadcast is aired on this on this network and on other platforms so wherever you're listening to us welcome to the harriet kamek show welcome to sunday morning with harriet kamek in a show in which we talk about faith and its impact we talk about inspiration our goal is to inspire you for the next seven days until you come back again <laughs> in seven days um you can also listen to us on youtube you can also listen to us on spotify and a number of other networks uh, a number of other platforms wherever your favorite podcast is broadcast you can find us right so i wanted to t i was inspired this week i must say that i was inspired this week by by something called the exodus and i was remembering the story of exodus in the bible in the scriptures in the holy scriptures there is a story about exodus and the story is about the children of Israel at the time who were leaving, uh, who wanted to, to leave Egypt. And how they left Egypt, the story about how they left Egypt becomes the story of Exodus. And I wanted to, I was inspired by that story this week because as you know, I have a foundation, the Exodus Foundation, right? Through which we provide services to victims of human sex trafficking. So you, for more information about us, you can go to the exodusfoundation.com. But I was inspired by the story of the Exodus simply because of what it represents today and what it means today for someone who might be going through something, for someone for whom your place of occupancy is like the Egypt to the people in the, in the Bible at that time, the people who lived at that time. 
So often when we hear the story of Exodus, for most of us, especially today, we probably think it's a fairy tale. It sounds like it couldn't have happened. It sounds like it isn't real. But the truth of the matter is, right now there might be someone for whom where they live, their living conditions, their lives might just be a story for which they require <clears throat> an exodus. That person could be you. I know that for me, many times in my life, there were times when I could relate to the folks in the, in, in the exodus story. I needed an exodus. And I have come this morning to help you to get to that point and to show you how we can move you from there to here, how you yourself are empowered enough to make that final step to take you to the land where you will find your milk and honey, the land where you will find your provision, the land where you will find what you need for you to survive. I want to encourage you by letting you know that sometimes the stuff that happens to us and the stuff that comes to us happen for a reason. Some things happen for a reason. They come so they can teach us, mold us, and develop us. Adversity is not always a bad thing. Say it again, adversity is not always a bad thing. Sometimes adversity is the greatest teacher. Adversity sometimes bring out the best in us. Adversity teaches us what we can survive. It shows us the best parts of ourselves. Just when you're ready to give up, you find that you're able to pull something out of you that moves you to keep going. Adversity sometimes teaches us to keep on in spite of obstacles, to keep on moving in spite of all the stuff that is going on around us. So adversity is not always bad. And such is the story of the Exodus. The people found themselves not in the promised land that they thought they would have been. Their ancestors had been there for 400 years. And for 400 years, they sat there and could not get after a while, they became slaves. The same people who had come seeking that place for help now suddenly found themselves as slaves. There were taskmasters over them. There were people they couldn't move forward. They couldn't get anything done. They couldn't earn a living. They were treated as low-class citizens, right? And they needed a savior. They needed an exodus. They needed a leader. They needed someone to point them out of the right direction. And so they began to pray and they prayed and they fasted and did all the things their ancestors had taught them to do and nothing happened. Well, God raised up a young man named Moses and Moses was reared in the ways of the, the rich and the elite. So he knew how to talk to them. And in knowing how to talk to them, he could speak their language, but he could also speak the language of the sales because that's where he healed from. Sometimes you got to be careful about the people around you. You need all kinds of people. Whenever you're looking for an exodus from your situation, you need all kinds of people. Sometimes we lock ourselves in and say, well, I can only talk to so-and-so. Well, if you're not from so-and-so, I can't talk to you. Well, if you don't look like me, sound like me, I'm not going to talk to you, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes we rob ourselves of our own blessings because we narrow our circle. It sometimes takes more persons. It takes someone from the other side who can speak the language on the other level that you're trying to get to, to come to your level and pull you out of it. That's part of your exodus. But sometimes we fear, out of fear of the unknown, fear of how do I survive in that. Sometimes we're just prideful and full of ego. We don't want to take a step. We don't want to expose our vulnerabilities. It's we, We're not honest enough with ourselves to say, you know something, I really don't know how to do that. 
I really don't know how to move forward in that. Can someone help me? Right? And so we rob ourselves and hold ourselves back because we don't have the tools nor the skills and we're afraid to say so. Some of us won't even enter into relationships with others because we're like, I'm afraid of them. I'm afraid of their power. I'm afraid that they're going to find out that I'm not as sophisticated as I am. I'm not as intelligent as I pretend to be. And I, you know, I just can't handle that over there. But your exodus has come. It's waiting on you. You need to take that bold step of faith and to step forward and trust the process. You got to understand something for the 400 years that the children of Israel spent in Egypt, they were learning how to survive. It wasn't just 400 years that they were just being enslaved. You were learning skills and tools, how to develop yourselves, how to live according to how others live. They were learning skills and life skills that are valuable, life skills that will empower them as they continue to move through the various stages that they, are, they were living in. It just wasn't God was having a bad hair day, so he just left you down there in the mess for you to stay in there. I know that's how it feels, and honestly, that's how I felt. If it were me, and I were in your shoes, that's probably how I would feel. The truth of the matter is, I've been there. I've been in that situation where I felt like I was enslaved, where I felt like no doors would open, where I felt like nothing was ever going to come that was going to give me this overnight supernatural expeditious deliverance that I needed. I felt like I'd missed my way. I felt like God had left me. I mean like, hey, what's going on down here? Hey, it's Harriet, come on. I need to get out of here. What happened to me? Did you forget about me? And sometimes we have to go through moments like that. Those are called seasons. It's where our character is developed. It's where we become better. It's where we learn to trust and rely on God. Do you hear what I'm saying? And so when we go through these situations, we have to come to a place where we understand that it is part of the process. Now, Exodus, the actual deliverance, the actual coming out is a supernatural event. It's an overnight event. It's an expeditious event, but the effects leading up to it are what is the journey. It's what I call the journey. Sometimes you're waiting on, you're a writer, I'm a writer, so I'm going to place myself in the midst of this. I'm a writer. So I'm waiting on that big contract, right? So I'm sitting here writing and waiting and writing and waiting. The journey to getting the contract is what I should focus on. But no, I'm not focused on that. You know what I'm focused on? Getting the contract the delivery of the contract, the arrival of the contract, how it's going to change my life, how it's going to intersect the various other compartments of my life and change my life. So guess what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to do what? I'm not going to focus on what I need to focus on. And so what happens to, to most of us is that we become what? We become focused on the parts that we shouldn't focus on. It, it, isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Tell me the truth. Is, 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 am I speaking the truth to anybody here? So what we do is we forget what it is that we are supposed to do. We forget what we are supposed to do, where we are supposed to go, right? And we focus not on the deliverance. We focus on the one thing. And that, my friends, is what I want us to think about this morning. The exodus. What is the exodus? How do I get my exodus? How do I get from one point to the other? 
how do I get myself to be positioned in a place where I can experience my exodus? And that is exactly the niche of the problem. That is exactly what I want you to focus on today. Because for some of us, what we do is we forget what we're supposed to do. And then we forget what it means to do what we do, right? So I want to encourage you this morning. I want to take time out this morning to remind you that if you're in a place where you feel absolutely ostracized, if you're in a place where you feel absolutely as if your deliverance hasn't come and you're sitting back and wondering, is it ever going to come? Is, is this ever going to be something that I will experience? I know for many years of my life, I don't know about you, uh, but for those of you who have joined, I don't know about you, but for so many years, I felt like that was my story. I felt like, is there ever going to come a time? And let me just tell you this. I was in a place, I lived in Orlando, Florida. I'm just going to be honest with you. I lived in a place where I needed an exodus. And how I know that this is true is because it happened to me. I was in a place where I needed an exodus. I kid you not. I had two children. I was going through a terrible time. I was, I had been beaten and I was facing the fact that everything I knew at that time that was normal was over. I had no marriage. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I probably was going to have to uh, get out of that situation. What was ahead of me did not look like deliverance. I had to move to Detroit to live with my mother. And it didn't seem like that was the most appealing or desirable thing to do. It seemed like I would be giving up. I kid you not. It did not seem like that was the answer. The answer that I wanted was an answer that was going to take me from where I was coming from to exactly what I lost. That's what I would have referred to as deliverance or an exodus. That was my idea. I did not want to have to face the fact that I would have to go through the stuff that I knew I would have to go through. It's almost as if I knew. But life is not like that. Life does not come pre-scripted. Life does not come the way that I want it to come. It didn't happen like that. I found myself, I stayed in a, I had to run from the house we lived in. Yes, we did with two children in town. I had to run from the house and stayed in a motel. Say motel, anybody knows a motel? Places I never thought I'd ever stay in my life. I had to stay in a motel for three weeks until we moved to Detroit. That did not seem like a deliverance. That did not seem like I was going from Egypt to the promised land, but it was part of my exodus. For somebody today, that might be your story. That might be what it looks like. And you might be reluctant to take that step. You might think that that's not what I want to hear, Harriet. I want to hear that I'm going to go from here and I'm going to land right over here. That's not always how it works. It does not diminish the fact that your exodus has come. See, exodus was the journey. In order for me to get to where I am today, I had to go through that journey. I had to walk through the Red Sea, say the Red Sea. I had to walk through the Red Sea. I had to see God move the Red Sea, put the Red Sea up as walls so that I could get to my destination. Sure, I was gonna land safely, but how was I going to know that I was going to land safely? There were no guarantees. 
There was nothing written. There was nothing guaranteed that I would land. But I had to trust and believe that I would get there anyhow. It's just like many of you. I don't know about you, but you ever went to college, right? Anybody went to college? You go to college for four years, right? Some of you are like, "Uh uh-huh. But you have to study late nights and all kinds of stuff. Hope, and at the four, end of four years, you'll get your degree. That's your landing zone. Y'all are looking at me like, oh, because the journey to get that four-year degree is not paved with gold, is it? No, you have to study. Some of you got some academic citations, didn't you? You know, an academic dissertations where you had to improve. Some of you were placed on academic probation. That's how bad it got. And you're all shying and looking away because you know it's true. But the promised land is the end of it. You're going to get that bachelor's degree. And that bachelor's degree is what is going to empower you and take you into your future. But yet, for you to get there, you have to go through what? Elementary school, first kindergarten. Elementary school, middle school, and high school. And then when you land at college, you have to get through the the first 15 days, the first 15 months, right? The freshman 15, right? For you to get to where you need to be and you're all smiling because some of you are like yeah i made it absolutely <laughs> you made it because you got that bachelor's degree on your wall right but forget for some of us the exodus represents a journey that none of us want to take let me just explain that none of us want to take the journey of exodus Nobody wants to ever be in a position where you find yourself needing an exodus. None of us. But yet, that is exactly what happens to us. See, it might be for you, it might be different. For me, it was deliverance from violence. For you, it might be something else. For somebody else, they might be sick today. For somebody else, it might be job loss. How do you get from one job loss to find yourself in a situation where you actually have a job? For you, it might be divorce. I was in a bad place. I was in a bad situation. I needed to get out of there. And I prayed and prayed. And when my exodus came, it did not look glorious. It did not look like I was going to have a great landing. It did not look like I was ever going to have control over my life, control over my future, where I dictated what I wanted, when I wanted it, and how I wanted it. It seemed like someone was always going to be in control. It seemed like someone was always going to dictate the choices that would impact my life. Was that a good place to be? No, it wasn't. But yet I had to persist and I had to believe and I had to hold on to something called faith. Now, what I found out about faith is that faith is unique. Faith is like a muscle. The more you work it, the stronger it gets. But I didn't even know that I had faith. Every step of that journey, every mile that I drove on I-75 from just outside of Orlando, Florida into Georgia, I really didn't take a breath until I got to the border of Georgia, to be honest with you. That's when I started breathing. And every mile I took, I told myself that I was extricating myself from Egypt and I was going to land in the promised land. So I kept looking forward and looking up. I knew that there were going to be giants in the land. I knew that there were going to be some terrible things that could happen. But as long as I stayed focused on the promise that I was going to make it and that I was going to get to my destiny, that's how I survived. 
See, when you're going through the journey of the Exodus, you can't look at the journey. You can't look at the stuff that you're going through because what you're going through is temporal. It's temporary. It's designed to break you. It's designed to mold you. Just maybe there were some things that I needed to get rid of. I knew I had to get rid of lack of faith. I had to get rid of my dependency on what I thought. I used to think that you could never get anything done if you weren't upper middle class. You couldn't get anything done if you didn't live in a particular neighborhood. I had to learn to live with nothing. I had to learn to live with no money, no house, no nothing, no hope of ever doing anything. I had to learn to live day by day. How could I come and tell you that you will get out of it if I didn't walk through it? I had to go through it so that I can help you get through it. I had to go through it so I can come and hold your hand and walk you through it. If you listen to my shows on a daily basis, there's one thing that becomes clear. I, I'm constantly encouraging you to overcome the obstacles. Why? Because I had mountains and giants in front of me. Your giant right now might be a job loss. Your giant right now might be divorce. It might be sickness. It might be lack. It might be, darn Harriet, I don't even know if I'm going to make it. It might be lack of faith in yourself. You might even be sitting there listening to me while you're sipping your mimosa on your boat. And you're like, I don't have any issues. Well, this story has come to help you so that when you get to the place where you might have an issue, you will know exactly what to do. Sometimes it's not about the moment when you hear someone speak. Sometimes it's something that will happen in the future. And that's what I found today. So many people are very dismissive of faith. They're very dismissive of the concept of ever having a spiritual need for God. And they're dismissive of it. But I'm of the opinion that I would rather have it and need it knowing I have it than to need it and not have it. I don't want to get to the place where I have so much money that my money becomes what I believe that my money becomes my, you know, displaces my faith in God. I don't want to get to that place. I want to have all the money I need to have that I can do all the things I want to do. But I also want to still have my faith in God because I have seen situations where money could not get people out of it. All the money they had in the world did not help them to get through what they need to get through. So my friends, I've come to tell you today on this fine Sunday morning, that no matter what you're going through, hang on in there. This is just a journey. You're gonna get to it. It's a journey of faith. It's a journey where you're learning things about yourself. You're certainly learning about the people around you. You're learning that there are some people who absolutely should not be on your journey with you. That was part of my story. I thought I had to be married to be an author, seriously. I thought no one would listen to me I thought nobody would take me seriously. I thought that I could only do it from the comforts of living in a middle class, upper middle class home. I thought that that was all that I needed. I thought they would never take me seriously. I spoke with an accent and I mean, people were not gonna listen to me or whatever. I found out that none of those things are true. I had to walk it out. Did I face giants in the land? Constantly. There were women giants, women who just hated me because I was female and pretty. There were male giants who just wanted to have a piece of you and everybody wanted to touch and you were constantly fighting off like, look, I'm focused on my future. I don't want to get involved in that because some people just come and they want a good time. I'm not your good time girl. I, I, I can't begin to tell you how many times I had to say that as a woman, I am not your good time girl. I am not the one. Don't do that. 
and so many, but I had to shelve all of that off. I had to shelve off the lack of faith. I had to shelve off all the lack of trust. I had to work through the sensitivity issues that came from being someone who had been abandoned and rejected. I had to learn to deal with family, difficult people. Some of them are in your family. I had some, I still have them. I, de I, I deal with them by not dealing with them. Amen. <laughs> right? Sometimes some people you have to love from afar. Yes, I love you, but stay over there where you are. Don't get in my business. I don't want to be with you. I don't want you in my business. Do you see what I'm saying? So I had to learn to deal with all of that. I had to learn to deal with people who looked at you and who envied you, people who were like crabs in a barrel. You're trying to get up and they see you climbing, but they won't let you be. They just keep pulling you down. And every step that you make, they come and they copy your step. And then they get on the same page as you and they're smiling at you because, hey, I'll catch up with you. I had to learn to, I kid you not, I had to learn to deal with all types of people, people whom you thought sometimes had more of an advantage. And you found out they just don't want to see you progress. They just don't want to see you get by. I had to learn to deal with even my own issues, overcoming my own inhibitions, overcoming the fact that yes, I'll make it even in spite of. I had to learn to get deal with my own frustrations, not getting to where I want to get to. Man, I had frustration like you wouldn't believe. Up until recently, my frustrations didn't evaporate. I just learned to deal with them. That's all part and parcel. That's all part of your exodus. That's all part of the stuff that you're going through. But I'm here to tell you this morning that no matter what you're going through, you will come out of this. If you stick to it, I had to learn that I had to stick to it. I've made mistakes, no doubt about it. We all make mistakes. We're not always perfect. Every day is not a mountaintop experience. Every day is not an experience in which you stay, stay on the mountain. A friend of mine told me years ago that if I stuck with it, I would win. I didn't take his advice. No, he's way ahead of me, right? He's with Cyrus Webb. You know, you know who I'm talking about, right? And he told me, stick with it. I couldn't see it. At the time, I said, Cyrus, you're in a different place than I am. You don't have children. I had children. I had to worry about keeping a roof over our heads, keeping food on the table. I had all kinds of challenges. Do you think it was ever easy? It's never easy, y'all. Sarah said, well, I don't have children, but I have other things that I had to worry about. He stuck with it, and now he's 10 times further ahead than I am. Amen. God bless him, right? But it's testament to the fact that you too can overcome. Even though I am not, I haven't arrived at the place where I want to be, where I thought I would be, but it is true that I am there, that I will get there. It's just a matter of time, timing and season and the seasons of life that you're in dictate where you are. Perhaps I need to be at this season. I need to be at this place so I can share with you my own stories of overcoming. Maybe the next stage that I get to, I won't be able to share this with you or you won't be part of my process. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. But one thing I do know that the same God who brought me through that valley, the same God who brought me from extremities, the same God who brought me from the most extreme life situation is the same God who will deliver you. I can't tell you anything else. I can't tell you that it was height. I can't tell you it was depth. I can't tell you it was east, west, north, south. I can't tell you it was John, Tom, Dick, Harry, Sally, Mary, Jane. But all I can tell you 
that as I stuck to God and I focused in on my faith, focused on God and his delivering power, that's what brought me through. So I tell people all the time, I will forever tell you about Jesus Christ. I'm forever going to tell you about what faith in God can do. If you get offended by that, ta-ta, but I can't stop just not to tell you that this is what delivered me. Now, if you don't know that, then I can help you. I can direct you to discovering faith because faith is something we are all born with. Faith is something that exists in all human beings. It's just a matter of timing. It's a matter of uncovering and discovering where your faith is. And that's what I have to tell you this morning about how faith can have an impact on its life. And I'm just gonna tell you the story real quick. 